Last time on the podcast, we began a conversation about product slotting, the term logistics professionals use for the process of organizing and optimizing SKUs in a warehouse or distribution center. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and do so now. Today, we're talking out with the old and in with the new, slotting with automation. And if you're thinking, I bet automation makes slotting a whole lot easier and faster, just wait until you finish listening to this episode. Let's take it into the studio. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sarah Gomez, host of the podcast and social media manager here at Geek Plus. I'm happy to be joined again by two fantastic guests to continue our conversation about slotting. We have Simon Houghton, head of sales for the UK and Ireland for Geek Plus, and Johnny Moore, regional sales manager for Geek Plus America. So in the last episode, we touched on several different industries. We talked about apparel, we talked about retail, Why don't we start off by talking about the most complex industry? I'm talking about 3PLs. Simon, could you please tell us what are the unique challenges of 3PL slotting? Uh, Yeah, certainly a 3PL when they're running like a multi-client site. um, Essentially, it's they're controlling multiple warehouses within a warehouse and and each client or each one of their their multi-clients has their own needs. So they will have fast movers, slow movers, mid movers, larger items, smaller items within the stock profile, potentially. Um, So that creates its own slotting challenges times however many multi-clients there are on the site. So you're effectively storing multiple items away, uh, but you still want to make that pick efficient. So that becomes even more of a challenge, potentially in a manual environment as, as it's not quite as simple as, okay, well, I'll put in this corner of the warehouse this client and this corner of the warehouse this client and replicate it from there because you might find that there's some, all of the clients will have pallets to store. So they'll be putting pallets in in the rack and then all of the clients will have some econ picking going on. So that might be on some shelving and that shelving could be mixed together. Uh, So then, then managing that effectively to ensure the picks more of, efficient as possible becomes a, even more of a challenge in a manual environment. Seems crazy that some warehouses are still manual. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so many are. Wow. I just, I just think about those pickers walking through the warehouse, looking at a clipboard. And I have one case in the UK and I'm not going to name any names, but I think pretty much 95% of their hundreds of warehouses in the UK are still manual. And this is 3PL. So, uh, and obviously they're seeing the challenges of running manually with lots of headcount doing the picks um, on a daily basis, but um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times in a 3PL, you're not being, your volumes are not being driven by order fulfillments to your brick and mortar stores. They're being fulfilled based on what your customer is telling you to ship, you know, to wherever they do business. And especially when you get into B2C operations, there can be like very, very little visibility into your order volume. So, you know, getting back onto the slotting topic, it becomes almost impossible to optimize efficiently in your warehouse. And then think about this, if you're a 3PL that has multiple customers, 
many of those customers don't want their product mingled with another customer's product. Many of those customers have specific ways they like to handle the product, especially once it's shipped. So you essentially have to have, um, maybe it's not double, but way more of a staff just fulfilling orders than you would in a traditional warehouse. All right. Well, thank you for that, Johnny. Let's go ahead and move into the part I've been waiting for. <laughs> okay. So we have, um, obviously today, especially in this age of e-commerce, we have a massive and unending flow of SKUs in both volume and variety. And it looks like, to be honest, if you can find the money to automate this process, especially for high volume customers is the only way to stay competitive. Simon, why would we opt for some fully automated solutions when it comes to slotting? And could you tell us what does the current automation landscape look like? So, um, I mean, slotting and the, and the, the methodology around it still remains. You're still always looking to uh, reduce that pick time, improve the efficiency. The, the key difference is with automation is essentially the the transit of those goods uh, to the operator is done by whatever material handling automation device you're using, uh, whether that be a shuttle, a crane, a conveyor, or an AMR in this case, uh, in our case. Um, and that saves a huge amount of efficiency. Typically 50% of an operator's time is in a manual operation is spent in transit. So this is where uh, automation certainly starts to improve dramatically that pick. Regarding the slotting itself, um, so the, the, the software on many automation systems, certainly on, on Geek Systems, has the ability to analyze uh, skew rotational data and come up with a heat map. So it will look at all of the skew locations and show which products are the fast movers. So they will normally be in a hot and a red color. Um, and then the cooler colors are the items which are, which are slower. So you can have a very visual view on the stock quite quickly. And, that, and then you can then perform an optimization of that stock and the movement of that stock isn't done manually, uh, as Johnny touched on before, of, of having to shift stock around and you got, you're touching that stock three or four times. That can be done by AMRs and robots in this case. So what you're always aiming for as a common goal, whatever your site is, is to have those items in demand as close to the, the goods outdoor and the picking area as possible. And that reduce that journey because that makes you pick more efficient and, and AMRs uh goods to person amr solutions can allow you not only to do the the movement piece but also to give you the visibility and the analysis of uh the stock at any one particular time the other thing you can do <clears throat> i talked about fashion and seasonality uh of goods is you can code uh, a skew range as a hot item at the start of the season so the idea you can store that stock near the near the door near the pickers so that the the, the, the the transit time to the operator is as short as possible but then when it comes to the end of the season you can then recode it in from the wms system to say right this is a slower mover now we're coming into the summer we need shorts and t-shirts to come to the forefront and that stock can be dynamically shifted around to effective improve the pick 
Amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? It's just mind blowing. It's just mind blowing. <laughs> Johnny, That's do really you want to awesome. add anything to that? Yeah, absolutely. Great explanation, Simon. I was going to forego all of that technical jargon and just say it's magic. But um, <laughs> and in a way, it kind of is, um, you know, all that stuff in a traditional warehouse that you had to manually do from the analysis to making systemic moves to making physical moves um, that kind of just comes off of the customer's plate. And our software handles everything that Simon was saying, you know, it handles. But, you know, more importantly, where if if a SKU comes in, that's going to be very volatile. In most WMSs, traditionally, all of that skewed needs to funnel through a pick location or maybe various pick locations. You know, in a worst case scenario, in a system like Geek Plus, you could have that skew just come in and fill up racks or fill up slots and racks. And it doesn't really matter that it's all spread out because the locations are coming to the user. So, yes, it is going to be doing some type of AI type logic in the background to get it closer to the pickers in the sea of goods. But at the end of the day, the picker stays still. There's very you know little chance. It's very costly for an operation to go to pick product that's not there because I couldn't keep a slot full or my inventory was wrong and I have to go to the next location. Many times, three other people get involved in that scenario before the goods are actually picked. In a system like Geek Plus, the goods always come to the person. And so what if I only pick five out of this location? The next robot's bringing me the remaining five that I need. And it, it's there coming to me rather than me having to go holler at my supervisor who has to holler at a stalker, who has to holler at someone else to get the goods in my location so that I can pick it. I think the uh, the process is um, quite simple as well. We have some some customers coming to us where they you know maybe they're smaller and they don't have maybe the the rotational analysis or their skew range is so large that that rotational analysis and the coding of the the stock the, the SKUs are are not possible. So we what you can do with an AMR system is. Yeah, that's fine. You can put all your stock in. Now you'll be putting it away randomly initially. But then after six weeks or eight weeks, you can run a report, as I said before, and create that heat map. And it'll tell you. And it'll say, well, actually, on our analysis, the way we've got it currently laid out, if we do some re remodeling of the, the, the SKU locations and shift them around, that's probably more in line with your business. Um, you know, it's certainly... I'm uh, thinking about sort of very high skew range um, type of businesses like a, a parts business, a spares business, you know, car parts, this type of thing. Some some of these companies have 50, 100,000 SKUs. Trying to locate them in the right location is always a challenge. So, you know, this system would allow you to have instant visibility of what's moving, what isn't, but also the location of those SKUs and try and then try and optimize it. So it's it's very clever. For sure. And you can, in that scenario, you can have visibility to it and then gradually get the problem rectified by picking out of the incorrect location and ultimately receiving into the next one. You rarely would have to physically 
touch the product to get it in the right spot. That's right. And I, I think uh, another way of, of using the, the dynamic adjustability of, of, of an AMR, AI intelligent software system, um, some of our solutions now, which are coming through, um, have, um, we call it different names, but essentially sort of dynamic slotting, um, where if you've got, <clears throat> thinking a mobile rack with some totes on it, if you've got visibility on the night before of what orders need to be picked, you can actually re-slot those, those items all on the same rack or a fewer number of racks. So when that rack is presented to the picker, it's much more efficient. So this is what you call your hit rate. When a mobile shelf hits to the picker, sometimes they might only get one item off that shelf. Sometimes they get two. But if you can get it so they're getting four or five or as many as possible off that one visit, that's going to improve efficiency even more. So that's another example of dynamic slotting and what what potentially AMR system software can, can do nowadays. Yeah, for sure. And in a lot of cases, that's free labor. The robots don't charge very much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're working at, and they're working all night long, just rearranging. Twenty-four-seven, <laughs> no breaks, no holidays. <laughs> they do need oh. a ten-minute charging break, but they, do, yeah. they don't <laughs> complain about it too much. Need some refreshment at some point every couple of hours. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been thinking when I was researching this topic, thinking about how from a manual perspective, uh, just keeping track of even doing something like ABC rearrangement, where you have to manually tally and kind of think about um, what are the hottest items. Um, and now at a glance, when you when you look at your dashboard, you can see exactly where every item is, you know, when it's coming, you know, how many you have. It's it's incredible. It's incredible what automation what automation can do. I think another just thinking some more examples of slotting as well. So um, typically on a fast moving SKU. Um, now you think oh it's fast moving. I'll just stick it on the pallet or a shelf and put it away. If it's fast moving and likely to be needed by multiple pickers, so there's potentially multiple orders going on at the same time for that item, the last thing you want it to be done is stored in one place. So typically what we, what we will do if we know that item is a fast moving SKU is you can put in the, the put away logic that that item is stored across multiple locations, multiple mobile racks, for example, uh, or multiple totes. So then when it comes to the pick, that mobile shelf is not stuck on one station with one picker. With all of the items, it's actually, you can have it located across multiple so all of the pickers can, so it doesn't, it doesn't hold up the picking process. That's another example of intelligent slotting. Yeah, absolutely. It's fundamentally different than the logic that goes into traditional slotting because you, you want to have all your inventory in the big slot. But really, with robotics, you don't because the likelihood that you're going to increase your hit rate if you don't is much, much better. Just adds to productivity. Yeah. Can you touch on that a little bit more, Johnny? Can you explain? Maybe you can start and just tell us the difference between slotting with a traditional versus a automated system, how that differs. What are we looking for? 
Yeah, so so you in a traditional system, you would always either want your product that's going to be picked to flow through your pick location or maybe th flow through a series of alternate pick locations. But you have to find those locations, get the moves done, make sure your configuration is set up. And then ultimately, in a super high volume scenario, you've got the task of having to make sure you keep that location filled with enough goods to be picking throughout the day because it's all coming out of one location. And that's, you know, my failed scenario of slotting in my past where we tried to limit the amount of real estate because you don't want people walking past a huge location, but then we're tasked with how do we make sure the location never gets empty. And with a skew like that in Geek Plus, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even conceptually think about having all the product come out of one bin location because you may have many, many bins, but it's okay. Maybe you fill up a shelf on 20 different shelves with that item, and that's going to increase the hit rate when a rack is brought to a person to do their picks. Maybe they pick one or two of this heavy moving item, then they pick two other items as well, where if if you've had an entire rack filled with one product, you would have the have to, number one, only get potentially one hit on that rack. But then that rack has to go from picking station to picking station to picking station, mm -hmm. where many racks and many robots can fulfill a selector's needs by having that product um, spread out over many different racks. Yes. And, and you wouldn't be able to even think about that in normal WMS terms because probably the WMS would never allow it to be picked out of that many locations. And it would be a nightmare to just manage the data and manage the physical um, management of those locations. And then, you know, when those locations did get emptied, now you have empty locations, you've got to fill again. And maybe you have a more advanced WMS that helps you do that. But a lot of times you have to have physical checks to make sure that location is empty before you allow it to be assigned to another product. And, and so it just, it smooths the whole process. Thanks a lot for that, Johnny. I'll go ahead and jump to our next question if that's okay. Okay. So uh, geek plus has a number of different solutions. We have goods to person rack to person, and then we have our all in one solution uh, pop pick. Um, does slotting differ between these different solutions? In uh, a short answer, no. Um, the, the, the great thing with all of these systems is they all use the same picking software logic. So in other words, what you're trying to do is store the items in demand in the best places as possible so that pick is more efficient. Um, the pop pick is a very fast tote person system, which also can adapt with pallet person picks and, and shelf person picks in the same zone. Uh, very, very fast, you know, up to 650 tote presentations in and out per hour per station. Um, but the logic applies the same, you know, when you're putting those goods away, that, that logic is, you know, you maybe want your mobile pop pick racks in the front near the stations for the faster on-demand items. Pop pick I talked about earlier about this dynamic slotting. So if you've got visibility on the night before, you can shuffle the totes around to, to in the minimal number of mobile racks as possible. Um, 
the the core original geek system of shelf to person pallet to person system or p series as we call it uh exactly the same thing when you're creating a heat map when you're looking at the mobile shelves located across the warehouse um they're just little squares on the grid and you've got the the red red colored hot squares near the picking stations at the front of the storage area and the cooler items towards the back and that can be shuffled around um and then the rs system which is your tote you're at height picking tote picking system so you your your storage area is almost in 3d so going up as well uh up to 11 meters now exactly the same thing you know what you're trying to do is your faster items are, uh, are nearer the picking stations for maybe lower down in the height area so there's less travel for the crane to go before it drops off to, to the handover to the the bot which brings it to the picker um but it's the same logic same picking logic same software which has been eight years in development now where, where it's been that whole logic of, of of putting items away dynamically slotting them in the correct zones uh dynamically adjusting them and as as we said right at the start of this conversation slotting and location of of skews doesn't stop whether you're in a manual or automated system the key thing with an amr system is it makes it a lot easier and a lot more visible to be able to manage the locations and move stock uh, dynamically without having to go in manually and having to move it around and touch that product multiple times um with our system, we're looking to minimize the touches of that stock. So from inbound, one touch into stock, and then from outbound, one touch from that pick out of stock. That's uh, the ideal. All the touches in the middle, hopefully, can be performed by an AMR. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all about the software, as Simon mentioned, and all of the solutions do essentially um, the same thing. Even you know our full or mixed pallet solutions like the four-way shuttle, um, I have scenarios in my past and then many customers show me examples all the time where let's say a slow moving product is just as um, cumbersome on the operation as these fast moving products. And um, you may need to keep a pallet of product up in reserve. Um, you want to keep it far away because it's not in the golden zone of a pallet, you know, reaching to bring that down and, pull a case out to the pick mod or something. But um, so you want it to be out of the way, but then at what cost? Because over a year, sometimes I might bring that pallet down 10 times, have someone take a case off of it and put it back up. Maybe the operation is fortunate enough to use, you know, cherry picking type equipment to not have to bring the pallet down, but still they're driving on this cherry picker past that pallet, picking a case off of it 10 times in a year where our four-way shuttle can manage to, you know, store that pallet out of the way where it's not bothering anyone when it's not needed. And then, you know, slowly move it up to the front and then down the lift and then out to a pallet handling robot to pick up and bring to a picking station without any manual labor being involved, gets that case picked off to maybe replenish the very small pick slot in the rack system or a robo shuttle or whatever other solution they're using. And then a robot takes it back, takes it back up the lift and tucks it nicely away in reserve, you know, where it's not touched again for another month. So, you know, slow movers can be just as painful in an operation as fast movers. And our software handles that. 
I think uh, one one other benefit as well. I just suddenly thought that of AMRs is um, maybe your AMR goods to person system isn't occupying the whole warehouse, so it's only a certain amount of items which can be are being stored in it. But one of the things that the software can be adapted to do is to talk to other systems. So in other words, if you've got a manual pallet store or you've got a, an old mini load or a multi-shuttle system or, or even a, a vertical storage unit or even just manual shelving, storing the items which maybe won't fit in the AMR system, maybe the big, bulky, heavy, ugly items as they call it in the warehousing, the, the software has the ability to, um, you can use the PIC stations as consolidation stations and you can entertain PICs from another zone. So we, we've, we've got that on one of those sites in the UK where uh, we're storing and picking all of the returns stock, the good returns, which can be resold on one floor. But then there's a pick going on of good stock uh, or normal stock going on the floor above, but there's potentially some orders which need stock from both. So they bring the goods, the, the normal picked stock down the level and it's brought into the geek system and we have a sort of reverse put wall type of arrangement where we're using our stations as a consolidation station so you can join the picks from from two different areas and i think that's another advantage that um an amr system can bring apart from the advantage we've said already is that you can actually it helps you join this the, the different stock profile picks together if necessary Fantastic. If either this question is for either of you, if you would like to share any final thoughts on the future of slotting. Yeah, I, I think the the idea of slotting and the efficiency, looking at efficient storage and SKUs and and so on, hasn't changed. I think the big difference with moving across to a sort of full automated, fully automated AMR goods to person system is a lot of that slotting and move, movement of stock is done for, for you. You're not actually physically having to do it. And also it will give you more visibility on the rotation of the SKUs and help you store them store them more efficiently and more, more uh, increased productivity overall uh, on the site. So uh, I think that's where an AMR system can benefit from that, apart from all the other benefits of an AMR system of cost savings and storage improvements and uh, flexibility and scalability and so on. But uh, that's for another conversation. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. And, you know, I think hopefully this conversation just brings to light one of the kind of hidden benefits of going to an AMR system because most of our prospects and new customers really just look at how much productivity, how much throughput am I going to get through my selectors and often problems like this that they've traditionally had that are very painful, whether it's the slow movers or the fast movers, um, it's overlooked that that is going to become such a minimal problem with the software involved in a solution like Geek Plus. The, the slotting problems, I'm not going to say they go away, but the software does it for you without so much manual intervention. We've once again concluded that automation is indeed the future. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Simon Houghton, head of sales for the UK and Ireland for Geek Plus. 
Thank you once again for joining us here. It was uh, lovely to hear from you. Thanks, Sarah. Great to, great to talk again. Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, me too. Absolutely. And, and Johnny Moore, Regional Sales Manager for Geek Plus America. Thank you so much for joining us here today and sharing your insights. Absolutely. I really appreciate the invite and I'm excited to be a Geek Plus in robotics. Yes. Welcome to the family. <laughs> When we return for our next edition, we'll spend the episode answering an automation question from our audience, and that question could come from you. If you have any questions for us about automation, our robots, or the logistics industry, please send them in. We're on LinkedIn as Geek Plus, that's a plus sign, or you can send your questions to geekspeak at geekplus.com. Thanks for joining us.